Blog Talk Radio. shows that you did that uh, you didn't like or that you would say helped you along the way as far as well this isn't what I want to do pretty much any show that I got too drunk at and there was footage those <laughs> are the shows that really suck because when <laughs> I used to when you're waiting around forever <laughs> you right, don't know when you're going on party. and you're waiting around for me, yeah, for me, I get there, I'm like, all right, I'm nervous as shit, so I'm going to have a couple drinks. Then it's like, oh, we're pushing back the time, so we're going to wait for more people to show up. This person wants to go on, so we're going to switch this around, they're going to be going here. And if I stop, I'm the type of person, if I stop, have a couple drinks and I stop drinking, then I just want to pass out. I get tired, so, so I keep drinking, and then finally I go up at 1 o'clock in the morning or something, and I'm completely, completely wasted. If there's no footage, then I think I killed it. I'm drunk. But as soon as I see a video of myself, I'm like, oh man, that was not how I thought it sounded. You are now listening to the most cutting-edge live radio show on Blog Talk Radio, Jamie Joshua Live. Now, from the cold, unforgiving, menacing streets of Galloway, Ohio, here's Jamie Joshua. Yeah, Jamie Joshua Live here Sunday night at 11 on Blog Talk Radio. Um, tonight is a one-year anniversary of Jamie Joshua Live. <laughs> I, I made it uh, one year. Wow. Uh, been a hell of a year. Um, everybody that's been on the show, and of course myself, has made the show a, a big success. Uh, way more successful than I thought it was going to be. You know, I thought I'd I just do this. I had the idea to do this um, podcast with Extra Large. We recorded a video talking about Fred Durst and Method Man. It's on my YouTube, <laughs> youtube.com slash Joshua, Or just search Fred Durst and Method Man. You'll see this video got over 10,000 plays and stuff. I'm really pissed that I didn't monetize it and make some money off dancing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I wanted to do a podcast with him, but, you know, our, our schedules just clash when I'm on the same time. So I was like, yeah, I know I want to do a podcast, but then I had remembered that I'd signed up for an account with Blog Talk Radio, which enables you to come on the uh, internet radio live. So I was like, yeah, come on live. Come on the air live. That's a hell of a lot better, and it'll make it more interesting than just doing a podcast. Yeah, true. Since it's live, you know, especially some of my early shows where, you know, I came on <laughs> Sunday nights and was kind of drunk and stuff, and I didn't really deliver like uh, like I wanted to, but um, yeah, if I did a regular podcast and I could edit out uh, fuck-ups and this and that, you know, yeah, sure, it'd be a little bit better, but but also just not what I wanted this to be. I wanted it to be live to make sure that, like, once people say something, they could not take it back, and uh, I've gone into telling some stories this year <laughs> that uh, I kind of wish I could take back myself, <laughs> but fuck it, you know, James Joshua Live, that's, that's what it's all about here. And I mean, I've done shows this year with, uh, of course, different artists and 
that I know, rappers, singers, producers, promoters, the winner of Battle of the Bands that played on Rock of the Range this year, DJs, club owners, bartenders, strippers, gamblers, old friends of mine, you know, telling nice stories. You know, I've done shows about overcoming addiction, the 9-11 conspiracies, who killed Tupac, did Michael Jackson molest kids, you know, like uh, I've covered a lot of ground this year with a lot of different people. I've had uh, 25 guests on the show. Um, seven people were on more than once, though. DJ uh, Aladdin takes the, uh, he's the, uh, uh, I don't know, he's the uh, Scott Mosier to my Kevin Smith, as it turned out, like, love doing the show with DJ Aladdin. His uh, New Year's Eve party is this Wednesday at a Nike Sports Lounge in Hilliard. And um, uh, come check that out. I'm not so sure if uh, I'll be there the whole entire night, but I definitely will be there. <laughs> Celebrate New Year's Eve at a champagne toast at midnight. So, yeah, that's DJ Aladdin. Uh, learned, learned so much from that guy in a long time, veteran DJ. Uh, just him. We did a, almost 90 minutes one night live on the air, and uh, so he's the guy that's been on the show the most four times, but also, you know, 90-minute show. He barely edged out the DRC, my, like, my lifelong best friend, Danny, who's also been on the show four times. Uh, D1 two times, sees Leo two times, David Goliath two times, Goliath two times, and uh, Zach Flair, YS, two times. Those are the seven people who are are, are special to to the show as far as far as I'm concerned because uh but everybody I've had on the show has wanted to do it again and um it's just been scheduling and uh lots of times I, I haven't been able to plan to have Mike Watts on again and, and different things but you know doing a live show again that that's part of the pain in the ass of it because you know you have to make sure that that person is there at that time as opposed to recording a podcast any fucking hour of the day. So you know but all in all it's been a hell of a year really successful and um especially because I had Kenny Starmaker Bowen on the show uh, back in July. Now, this guy, for anyone who doesn't know who Kenny Starmaker Bowen, the greatest manager in pro wrestling of all time, he was the uh, on-air talent in uh, OVW. Of course, now WWE has NXT, but uh, this is back in the OVW days. This is back when he, he helped over 50 wrestlers get the call up to uh, come to the WWE and become rich and famous, most notably John Cena. He was on TV with uh, John Cena. He was his manager. That's the most notable name, but also people like Randy Orton, you know, Carlito. <laughs> he goes through the list. Mark Henry, um, everyone, Batista. Uh, so he's had a, the bowling alley for over seven years, his uh, show. And I actually got to be on that this year. <laughs> First, uh, you know, I was starstruck and shit having him. Uh, the guy I've listened to for so long on on my show, but then I actually got to be on the bullet alley recently, so I'm immortalized for that. And uh, okay, uh, first of all, let me say before I get into Kenny Bullet, uh, for anyone that still doesn't know this, to listen to my show, because a lot of people still say, "Well, I missed it live," and they think that won't get to listen to it. Well, every single show is on BlogTalkRadio.com/slash Jamie Joshua, and if you're on iTunes, if you're if you're on iTunes, it's on there. Just search Jamie Joshua Live, get on iTunes, find, download, listen to every show there. If you're Team Apple, you have an iPhone. If you're on Team Apple with me, DJ Aladdin, Larry James Marshall, and B1, uh, shout out Team Apple. But um, 
the podcast app on there. My show is on there with every other show, Smodcast, everything. Just get JB Joshua Live. That's the best way to listen to it. But also, uh, there's an app called Pod Bay that uh, you can download if you have Galaxy or from any platform, and just JB Joshua Live is on there as well. So, uh, yes, every single show I've ever done is still available to listen to. So if you think you missed it, uh, you're sorely mistaken. But anyway, back to Kenny Bowen and one of my favorite shows of the year, having him on. He was just on PWR Primetime last night on television in Milwaukee. And you can watch, uh, of course, the Pro Wrestling Report on YouTube. Um, you know, that was great. And, uh, yeah, this is a clip from uh, my show with him that I did back in July where he gets into uh, some stories about certain things that happened backstage with uh, Batista and also Brock Lesnar. So here's his flashback here on the one-year anniversary of Jamie Joshua. <laughs> one name I got to bring up because I've heard uh, Jim Cornette talk about this before was uh, Batista. He said that Batista, you know, kind of had this attitude and didn't really take uh, what, what he was being taught in OVW very, very well. And I think it's kind of obvious. Yeah. <laughs> the way his career's gone, but was he really like right. like like uh, a, a kind of know-it-all kind of feel like like he asshole? Had, like it, it, it wasn't it wasn't so much that he was a know-it-all as that he was a chronic complainer, um, jealous of his wife. He was even jealous of me with his wife. Accused me of hitting on her and and shit like that. I tease everybody's wife. I mean, I'm just a joker and and a, and a cut-up guy. Hell, I don't. If if you look like Batista, and you're threatened by a fat, a fat piece of shit manager like me, when it comes to bodies, and I am your competition, and you are threatened by me, you have a problem. That would be like if in my prime at age 27, if I were concerned about, um, I'm trying to think of somebody, some fat 57-year-old man who weighs over 400 pounds taking my woman from me. Um, if that is if that's what I got to be scared of, then I got some serious fucking mental problems, and apparently he did. Uh, Brock Lesnar uh, had those same issues with me. He was scared that I was going to take his wife from him, or, or uh, I don't I don't know shit. Who knows? Um, he, he wanted to fight me over his girlfriend once because he was scared I kissed her and I never touched her, even though I had kissed her at my home. Even though I had kissed his wife every time they'd ever been to my home for probably twenty times. All of a sudden, one night at a at a show we were doing, it was an issue, and uh, he wanted to fight about it. So Sylvester Kirkay stepped in, said, "If you want to fight somebody, fight me." And Brock Lesnar opted not to fight. So uh, even Brock even Brock had people he knew he couldn't whip. I guess that's going to be a hell of an ordeal having Lesnar coming at your throat or something like that. Well, I I, I had uh, he pie faced me, and I think it pissed him off when I didn't go down. When I didn't fall down, I just upset. And uh, so, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> yeah, Kenny Starmaker Bolita. He has a book coming out called I Probably Screwed You Too. So if you're into uh, wrestling and everything, uh, you've got to check that out. Even if you're not, because he's just a man. and uh, He owes me a podcast or two here. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to be uh, talking to him and getting him back on the air here. Uh, one thing I also got to say is uh, I've gotten uh, – there's some real notable names that I wasn't able to 
follow through on and have on my show either due to uh, scheduling issues again because this is a live show, but uh, some different people that I'm still going to be trying to have on here that I wasn't able to have on here in the first year, uh, most notably maybe to a lot of you, uh, Damon Zex. Now, uh, I've, it's September. He's supposed to go out uh, uh, this month, this month, but uh, it's this. This hasn't been working out, but uh, hopefully soon here, get back with him, have Damon's ex on. Uh, same with uh, Psycho D. When I tried to have him on from uh, Killers in Action, he was, uh, wasn't able to do the show because of work. Uh, Dickie Dolce, uh, um, real fucking talented lady, <laughs> hot. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Talked to her. She said she'd do it, but just never got back to it. Easy, LB. Um, uh, interested in having him on the show still. Uh, Got to hit him up soon. Check out his his uh, new mixtape. Uh, Mike Freck, uh, guy I go way way back with, who a uh, MMA fighter. Somebody I planned to have on from the very beginning, but uh, every time I asked him, he was just he was just tired or <laughs> doing something. So, uh, yeah, it's been kind of a downfall. Uh, I'm going to have uh, Joseph uh, Greenman Burroughs on soon. Uh, me and him started writing a movie called The Brokest Man in the World, and I, I want to have him on soon to uh, talk talk all about that. Really funny shit we were coming up with. Like, as far as what the man in the world would do. Now, I don't know. Like, I, I probably should wait till I have him on the show and uh, spoil any of the things we came up with. Uh, but, uh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll give you a couple here because <laughs> uh, this movie is, is, is shaping, you know. It's going to be funny as hell. We're really going to shoot this. It's going to be what makes us rich and famous, uh, the brokest man in the world. Uh, <laughs> he's the brokest man in the world. <laughs> so, yes. so he, he does certain things, you know, because he's the brokest man in the world. <laughs> trying to think what's – okay, here's, here's a good one. Uh, He's sitting there, you know. He's 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 not a bum or nothing. So you know, he has an apartment. You know, he's just always broke. <laughs> so you know, he's sitting there, and his, his power gets shut off, you know, because he didn't pay the electric bill. So what he does is he goes over to the outlet on the wall, <laughs> bangs a hole in the wall with a hammer, <laughs> takes his lamp and plugs it into his neighbor's <laughs> just stuff like that all throughout. He's the brokest man in the world. Uh, <laughs> an incident where there, you try to have sex, and uh, you know, brokest man in the world is going to score. But she's like, oh, hell no, you better put a condom on. So he's, uh, <laughs> he's uh, looking all around, you know, like, fuck, I'm broke. I don't buy condoms, you know. So he actually takes the saran wrap off of some food in the fridge and uses <laughs> And of course, afterwards, you know, because he's the perfect man in the world, he has to keep it, put it back on the <laughs> suit. But uh, Joe actually disagreed with that. He's like, come on, you know, that's <laughs> taking it too far. But yeah, we're still writing the movie. So, anyway. Uh, also, it came really close to having a Johnny Cashville, Haystack, and Jelly Roll on the show at one point this year through talking with somebody just involved with them. But I mean, uh, one night he said he was going to be an evolution, and I wrote him, like, where are you? You're not an evolution. <laughs> So, yeah, I'll probably follow back up on that at some point with the show. But of course, the big one, my one of my biggest coups was uh, Brace Showtime show Jigglos told me that he was going to do the show. And um, we had it all planned way early, early this year. Um, I'm so happy about this. But um, later on, as time went on and we just couldn't schedule it, he was like, well, how many subscribers do you have on your show? Now, I never say to a 
something I don't want to do is have commercials and 10 minutes of shilling and bullshit. Every time you listen to my show, I just get straight into it and the show and the guests. So, like, I don't want to be that way. So I don't say, follow my show at blogtalkradio.com slash Live. Hit that follow button. But as far as it pertains to having famous people and celebrities on the show, that's kind of important, as I found out. Because when Brace asked me, help me uh, subscribe to that. Even though... uh, I have thousands and thousands of plays and hundreds a week, and, you know, people are listening to my show every day, even though I only do a show once a week, or, you know, so it's like, uh, even though I do numbers, it, it doesn't matter, because a lot of people will be wanting that, uh, to see that uh, subscriber, you know, how many YouTube subscribers you have, how many people follow your show, and when I'm like, well, fuck eight, <laughs> it's not very impressive, so I mean, that, that kind of fucked me over there, but come on, Brace, come on, do the show. Anyway, uh, yeah, um, he's a good guy, though, uh, there for me in, in certain points of time. And uh, Anyway, uh, to get back to uh, something else here about Jamie Joshua Live that I've loved is uh, being able to have some of my favorite artists on the show. Um, D1 is a big one. Uh, he just won Artist of the Year. Well, him and Save Your Soul were my Artist of the Year. But uh, just being able to have him on and uh, talk to him and um, him telling his stories about meeting Kanye West. And, you know, he's a three-time Ohio Hip Hop Award nominee and winner. Um, one of my, my favorites to listen to. And, uh, you know, I've had some people give me some world premieres for the show, like C's Leo gave me home studio before that came out. Off a fucking scorching hot tape. Why so serious? If you don't get it, get it. Get at him. Get at C's Leo. Get that. You're going to love it. Um D1 actually, uh, you know, gave me a world premiere one night a couple months ago. He was on the show. Um, it's called The One. It was, but it wasn't just him. As it turned out, it was him and his girlfriend, Kayla. As it turned out to be his girlfriend, who, as we found out, is one hell of a fucking singer. She's a beast. And uh, hoping they release more. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what uh, D1 and what Chris wants to. Uh, Give us here as time goes on, but yeah, talking to him, planning something uh, special, something really unique for him to come back on the show here in a couple of weeks. But uh, uh, yeah, I've booked all month of January so far, pretty much next Sunday, kicking it off with a smiley King Buck. Um, Wednesday, January 7th, gonna have Justin Tinney on finally, uh, DVST, Justin Tinney. Um, we wanted to do the show this Wednesday, then we both remembered it's fucking New Year's Eve, and we both got events to be at and shit. Then, of course, through uh, January 11th through the 18th, D1 coming back on the show. And I finally have Mojo, Vegas Murph. So, uh, he, he noted that he might be like a little nervous, though. Vegas Murph, though, out there in Las Vegas, running uh, Murphy's VIP Entertainment. Cannot wait to have him on to talk all about the Vegas Strip, the nightlife, the behind-the-scenes uh, business advice that he gives. Um, keep your ideas. Do not tell anyone your ideas because they will steal them. Do not let people befriend you and steal your ideas. Uh, so Vegas Murph uh, coming on coming on the show here, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Robert Shaw and Angel Richards got to have on to uh, particularly discuss what this happened with Cave Money. And um, Sunday, January 25th, will be the Royal Rumble post-show with Will Flo. Uh, so everyone watching the uh, Royal Rumble that night, and of course, I'm sure big things are going to happen. I'll be on the air with Will Flo doing the uh, post-show 
for the Royal Rumble. Anyway, here's the uh, world premiere that I got from uh, D1. This isn't available anywhere on album or nothing. Uh, it's on YouTube, I believe. They put it on YouTube. But um, such an honor and and privilege to get, you know, music from a world premiere never before heard by anyone, like not even copyright. <laughs> like, it's got this, you know, it played first live on my show, and that's that's something I've, I've done all year. This is aspect of the show that uh, is tremendous. So, yeah, here's a E1, the one was a... Uh, just uh, can't can't say enough about this, about this guy. That's why he's my artist of the year.
and Jamie Joshua Live, you're going to get incredible music. You're going to get great artists, great guests, great people, great stories being told. You're going to learn shit. I've learned so much from so many people I've had on. Um, next Sunday night, I kick off year two with uh, King Buck and James Smiley, um, who has 10,000 followers on Twitter, by the way. Congrats to hitting that mark. So, uh, starting off with some real heavy hitters here to begin the year. King Buck, Justin Tenney, D1, uh, Mojo, um, Vegas Merch, <laughs> Will Flow. Um, just to uh, try to uh, um, summarize, if you haven't been listening to my show, listen to it, check it all out on iTunes or, you know, blogtalkradio.com slash Shave Joshua Live. Uh, um, did a show called Dirty and Rough <laughs> a while back, telling uh, some crazy uh, sex stories. And uh, in case you missed the show, I'll go ahead and say one now that I told on the show about this girl, Heather. We'll just call her Heather. <laughs> Oops, I messed it up. <laughs> we'll just say her name was Heather. But anyway, you know, she went to – I worked with her, and then she went to Tennessee, and we were talking, and when she came back to Ohio, you know, we were pretty much going to be a couple, and then, you know, we were about to have sex. And then, uh, you know, she said, Jamie, before we do this, there's something I have to tell you. I'm like, no, okay, what? She's like, I have genital warts. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I've done shows like that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm really trying to get all my life stories in here on the show. But anyway, yeah, one year ago tonight, I came on the air on Sunday, December 29th, 2013. Then I, I call it the test show. But uh, that was the uh, one year ago tonight when I first came on the air live. And I'll tell you what, I was about to shit myself. There's just something about coming on the air live and this nervous feeling like I don't really have it so much anymore now that I'm a one-year veteran in the game, you know, but um, for a long while, like, especially if it's if it's someone that I, like, haven't uh, talked to a lot in real life, especially, like, I get real nervous. It's a good nervous energy, though. It's just wanting to make the show good. It's not, like, scared, you know, being scared because I could just delete the shit if it wouldn't make it. But yeah, then on Sunday, January 5th, I had Zach Flair, YS on, uh, played some music of his. We we talked about, you know, Nas and Jay-Z, I remember, you know, it's a good first guest, but that was one of those shows I was just kind of drunk on. That's where I learned my lesson, like, okay, you know, don't start drinking till like 10 o'clock before you come on the air Sundays at 11. Then every Sunday night at 11, I uh, did the show, and uh, sometimes Wednesday nights at 11, and then a lot of times I just come on randomly whenever the hell I want, you know during the week at 2 o'clock in the morning whenever I feel like doing the show. But um, after Zach was the first guest, then I had uh, the DRC, um, Danny, my lifelong friend, on telling old stories about picking up a hitchhiker in the back of the truck. Hey, guys, you know, it was a good, it's just uh, good stuff. And then I uh, did a show about going to the casino with uh, Rob May's sister, uh, Stephanie. I never revealed that, that uh, who the actual person was on that show. But that's who that was on the show. If you go to the casino, gamble and stuff. Then I had uh, Save Your Soul on back in February after a show, uh, Winter Meltdown, the night before. And we had this whole after party and play a beer pong. And he's like Puff Daddy at that, you know, throwing, <laughs> throwing good parties and uh, incredible. Get his new album, None of This World. Um, hit him up for that. Mike Watts 
was the next guest I had on. Uh, kind of controversial. <laughs> he was really he was really fucking late calling in <laughs> that night. But um, I think he, at one point during the show, he was giving like a homeless person some money. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was at the time he became like real popular dude. So that was like the highest rated show I'd had. Mike Watts was in high demand. Get fuck back on the show, Mike Watts. Then after that was the first show with uh, D1, which was a tremendous um, and the Dirty and Rough show I just mentioned <laughs> that uh, had Smiley on from uh, Kings of Real. Who, who, <laughs> I asked the question, I was, you know, when people come to you, like, check my shit out and they suck. And he was like, I don't tell them they suck and, uh, you know, kill their dreams. I just tell them keep working. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Kate Buck coming back on next Sunday. Let's kick the new year up. David Goliath was my next guest. Now, I know for people listening live, it's going to kick kick you off. You're probably going to get kicked off the air, but click the link back to hear the next the rest of the show because <laughs> this was another thing I realized about coming on the air live on Sunday nights. Um, I'm, I can be on the air live for 45 minutes, but I didn't realize for a while until some people started letting me know, like after 30 minutes, because when they're listening live, like the show shuts off. So, uh, it's actually after you know, after the show's over, done, and you click on it and listen to it, you actually hear the whole thing. But yeah, David Goliath. Wow, I, I think I lost like three friends <laughs> from having him on. You know, uh, uh, yeah, but uh, he he did the show twice, and um, a lot of great stuff talking to him. Uh, all, always good to me. <laughs> Sorry to say, but David. Uh, even though at times, you know, in the past, you know, when he had beef with different people, but, you know, he got back with those people. You know, four middle figures broke up, four middle figures were back together. So, I mean, um, you know, I don't take sides anymore. You know, somebody's like, oh, I don't like that person, so I don't talk to him. I'm like, well, you know, I'm not down for that. You know, you tell me who to talk to or not like because you have people. Like, if someone's always good to be, I'm good to them. You know, BG's is, is cool-ass motherfuckers, so, uh, yeah, great having him on the show, and just welcome back anytime. Um, I think, actually, Four Middle might do the show soon. Uh, then I did a show about a cab driver that kidnapped me back in 2001, <laughs> called The Cab Driver. If you go and look that show up and listen to it, that was a, a life story of mine that uh, I'll never forget. And, of course, it was WrestleMania, and I did the uh, WrestleMania post-show with the DRC. Then on uh, Sunday, April 13th, was the first time that I did two shows in one night, and I've done that a few times now. But I had uh, Larry James Marshall on at 11. Um, he's a protege's manager. He does music videos, work with a lot of fucking talent, uh, be it Degrees, Trio, Kid Money, all that Really cool-ass guy. I think he, he might have been a little blunt at the time <laughs> doing the show. Um, said a lot of good stuff, um, a lot of good advice for anyone trying to be in the, in the music industry and really uh, get taken seriously. That's the show you need to listen to, the one I did with uh, James Marshall. And then at midnight that night on April 13th, I had my cousin Sierra on. That was like really like my first kind of real serious show about how she, telling her story, it was called Sierra's story, um, about how she overcame her addictions and, and heroin and drugs and this and that, you know, and clean for over two years. And really proud of my cousin Sierra for, because uh, uh, a lot of people don't 
can't do that. They can't overcome, you know, their addiction. So she was able to, you know, love her. Um, then the next guest I had on was DJ Jay Shaka, owner of Evolution Social Lounge. Um, uh, oh man, what a... <laughs> What a, what a guess. Again, this is somebody has been through so much shit, has to make those tough decisions, um, love him or hate him. Um, Got to respect the guy. That's all I'm going to say. Got to respect him. And I'm, I was so happy. And, um, again, like, uh, honored to have him on, on the show because, you know, he's really fucking busy. He took the one night of this week that he had off and he did my show. So that was great. And I, I did a show as I was about to go out to uh, Las Vegas again, talking about my experience flying on planes, because a lot of people don't fly on planes, and also talking about hoes. And I had a mo on, you know, <laughs> Black Mamba, <laughs> Muhammad, uh, funny as fuck, especially uh, just, just specifically remember him talking about Drake, because <laughs> he didn't like Drake. And <laughs> what he was saying about Drake was funny. And also... Uh, um, what he said about the Mexicans. I love the Mexicans. They cut my grass the best. <laughs> so, yeah, Mo, Mo was a tremendous guest to have on, but I knew he would be. Known the guy for 10 years. And I had to wrap her a slink on um, two days. Uh, he suddenly had got arrested and went to jail. Right when he got out of jail, I didn't know. I already had a book for that show, but I found out over the weekend that he actually had went to jail. And then right before the day of the show, it's like, uh, can we talk about this? Can we tell everyone what happened? He's like, yeah. So, you know, I, I understand that he wasn't in that great of a mood. He's still uh, just getting out of jail. It's the show. He's still getting to appreciate that, that shit. And uh, so real, so grown to the fucking death of us. Um, and I had Will Flow from uh, 4020 Boys on, the guy designing all the uh, best uh, CD covers you see around around here. Uh, hit Will Flow up for your... Anything, any kind of designs you need, but just talking to the guy for fucking 45 minutes, he, he had a lot of stuff that, like, I didn't even know as far as uh, cable companies, how they could really control everything. Uh, it was a real interesting show. Actually, one I'm probably going to go back and listen to again here soon myself. And I did a show about uh, when me and Jay Tay, the rapper Jay Tay from Memphis that was with AMFM and Subtalk when we actually were born <laughs> a couple of days <laughs> talking to each other on Facebook and made this song about each other. Actually played his uh, this song towards me on that show. Again, this was classic stuff like uh, me making, making saying say no to JT, you know. <laughs> so it's like it had the most like YouTube views at the time, you know, back then or anything I ever did, and everyone's like, fuck Jamie Joshua. So, again, you know, I'm trying to get everything in. Now that I do this radio show, and I can tell these stories. So that was one one show I did, find that show. And uh, David Goliath, of course, came back on again. And um, then after him, I had DJ Aladdin on for the first time. Aladdin, a motherfucking man. Uh, the guy that uh, uh, holds the record for uh, time, length of time being on my show. Well, yeah, you ask him anything now at this point. Like, I asked him, what was the first time you watched porn? <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, uh, <laughs> you're making accusations that I watch porn. <laughs> he wanted to do a story about uh, breaking into the dad's entertainment center. <laughs> or just asking him, you know, uh, any more of him, 
when he does the shows, those are the craziest shows because I'll, I'll just break out and I could ask him anything, <laughs> just randomly. See, uh, DJ Ladd and uh, Scott Mosier to my Kevin Smith. Then in July, of course, was the show with Kenny Starmaker Bowling. Yeah, damn, I still can't believe that I can now call that man my friend. <laughs> then I had solo hits on. Uh, solo hits, if you've been to a show, you've seen him performing, opening up for some of the best talent in, in the fucking city here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, the shocker coming out of that show was the fact that he used to, to me, because I didn't know him back then, but he used to go on stage wearing a mask. <laughs> and he's like explained that. <laughs> you know, that was really cool. You know, love when, you know, doing a live show and just, uh, you know, yeah, I prepare notes and I ask people questions, but uh, then they end up saying something that, like, <laughs> like I never knew. <laughs> and and you get the real highlight. Yeah, then I did a uh, tribute show for my favorite band, Smile Empty Soul. They've been all I've listened to for pretty much the past fucking eight, nine years. Uh, definitely my favorite band. Uh, if you're looking for a new band to listen to, um, definitely check them out. I met them in Cleveland a couple years back. Uh, they actually gave me permission, though. I wrote them, and um, I was granted permission to use their music for this show that I did. And I had uh, another guy who's met them and stuff, big fan, Robert Wilson from uh, New York, uh, as my co-host for that show. So that was another, you know... Kenny Starmaker Bowling and stuff, and having, you know, Shaka, owner of Evolution, Save Your Soul, you know, all these, like, talented people on. That was, like, the next step for my show, actually getting permission to use uh, my favorite band's music. So that that was another big night for me, that show, and made me say, like, oh, shit, you know, like, now I really am on the right track, and I got something here. Uh, then I did a show with uh, J.P. Fresh, um, very fucking uh, good song that we played. You know, I was going to play something else, but he said, can you play this? It's called uh, Foolproof. Uh, love that. Uh, he goes, fuck off on it. He revealed a lot of things on the show. Uh, did J.P. Fresh about how, uh, talking about, uh, you know, marijuana and how that, that kind of helped him at different points, overcoming depression and stuff. So it was just real, real, real interesting uh, guy and smart as fuck and, uh, Sky's the limit for him. And uh, finally had uh, C. Leo on, on the show after him this year. And um, C. Leo later on, uh, right after Why So Serious came out on Halloween, we did a, a making of Why So Serious when we went through every single track and he was saying like why he did it and, and all this and that. But uh, little technical difficulties in the beginning, again, shit, which is mainly only put a shit stain on a few shows, though. So, I mean, I've been kind of lucky with not having too many technical difficulties while coming on the air live. See, Leo's cool as fuck. Like, uh, he likes the second show better. It's a making a why so serious, but I like that first show better because I was really getting into the head of the guy that, that engineer at the studio and what what aggravates him. <laughs> Those are some of my favorite moments from the year having him on. And, uh, then SummerSlam happened, and of course I did the predictions and then the post-show with the DRC, you know, where everyone had the wrestling. Uh, fun to do that. I, I I think, like, if Jamie Joshua Live ends, I would still do a weekly show about wrestling with the uh, DRC. And uh, Zach Flair came on, asked him to come on because he knew more about Michael Brown and different things going on at Ferguson and stuff in the news and 
uh, Eric Garg and uh, Joe Cole applied, and he came on with all the uh, pertinent information and real details. Um, Zach Flair, who is like a cover of sports and everything, he's a real uh, articulate, uh, great guest to have. Did a buddy of mine um, came through for me uh, that night. Uh, learned a lot and. You know, heavy issues going on in the world. I don't like to get too heavy, but sometimes you have to <laughs> in the world. Uh, really got to think about what the fuck's going on around us. And so I've done that, you know, a couple different times on the show this year. Um, after him, I had Paula. This girl has been a bartender on on the show. Right now, she bartends somewhere. Can't bother to fucking take a wear. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was interesting. You know, she told me uh, different stories and stuff. And different things in her experience. Always wanted to have just a bartender on, just talking about that. Yeah. So uh, that was great. And then uh, on the anniversary of September 11th, I finally got the chance to do a show called 9/11: The Official Story. It was one of my highest-rated shows I've done. That everyone feels the way they do about it, and you know, you're either on the side of the official story or you're on the side of the I, I feel like I'm kind of unique where I fall somewhere in the middle, mainly believing the official story. Something happened on live TV. <laughs> but also there's a couple of things I have questions about. So, yeah, that, that was a, a show I knew I was going to do. And uh, it turned out a lot of fucking people listened to it. Then I had a Robert Fallen Angel Richards on. Um, hashtag absolutely. <laughs> Leah, uh, think about him. He'll, he'll be coming back on. Um Definitely will be a different different show than the first. Um, then uh, the anniversary of Tupac uh, being killed, or was he really killed? So I did a show called Who Killed Tupac? And again, uh, did a high number because uh, Tupac still is considered the best rap artist there ever was. So uh, a specialty shows sometimes happen on Jamie Joshua Live. I'm sure be more as I as they come to me. <laughs> then I had Ron Falafshet, who you all know from my video shows over the years on the show, and the first fucking guest cussing me out <laughs> on the show. So that was a lot of fun. B1, uh, of course, came back on again. And uh, did a show with my nephew. Showed up one night when I was just going to talk about something called The Buck Snort. So there's a show called The Buck Snort, but actually my nephew, Darren, was on there, and we talked about our recent trip to the Vegas and the Grand Canyon and different things. So that was really cool. Uh, Bath and Lawn. Um, and Delia. Wow. What can I say about Delia? Like, uh, as it turns out, like, I hope she is my Robin Quivers to my Howard Stern and really becomes the uh, official co-host in that capacity because, wow, she's fucking great. <laughs> she's fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. The story about the guy coming into the Centerfold Club was a contract written in blood asking Goliath to cut his dick off and put it in a jar. That's pretty much all I need to tell you about. <laughs> for you to go check that show out. <laughs> and then I had Larry Koch, lead singer of Infidel, on. They won Bad Little Bands this year and played Rock on the Range. Played three of their songs on that show. It's a fucking awesome show. First uh, band, uh, rock music, metal, playing on my show. Just to show that I'm not just fucking, you know, going to be playing rap. And <laughs> but yeah, I had, had a chance to meet that guy and have him on the show. And said, fuck yeah, I did it. And uh, I'm sure over this next year, um, even more people that I run into and meet interesting characters and that have a hell of a time. It all starts next Sunday. 
January 4th. It's King Buck coming on the show. 